Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Welcome to Balanced Black Girl. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Les. I am your host, and it is an honor to have you in this space. Of all of the different relationships that I've had when I think about my friendships, relationships with family, professional relationships, romantic relationships, I've found that my ability to understand myself and who I am and what I want is critical to having healthy relationships. It's key for helping us show up authentically, for helping us communicate. When we're firmly rooted in who we are, we just connect with people in such a different way. And that's really what today's episode is all about. Today's guest is Mari Roberts, who is psychic life coach, life mentor, and energy facilitator with over 15 years of experience in the corporate and nonprofit world. And it's her intention to bring her gifts to help you in your transformation to live a more joyful, purposeful, and expansive way. Mari blends her corporate background and knowledge with her psychic gifts to uniquely support you, providing transformational coaching that sees above and beyond the ordinary. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This conversation with Mari, I just, I had such a good time talking to her. We get into so much, but in the essence, we talk about how to connect with yourself, connecting with your own inner wisdom, connecting with your intuition finding that sense of joy within yourself that you're able to cultivate and share with other people and connect from, but the ways that that starts from within you. I share that Mari is a psychic life coach, which is so cool to me. But even for those of us who are maybe not psychic, we all have intuition, especially, especially women are so intuitive and we do have the ability to tap into our intuition to just help us navigate our daily lives, our jobs, our careers, our relationships. And we talk about how to tap into that and understand who you are and what you're about to have that be your compass. We also talk quite a bit about the nine to five versus entrepreneurship culture, how everyone is so unique. And there's a lot of conversations, particularly in the online space that really glorify entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship is amazing. However, it's not the only way that someone can live authentically. We're really, um, putting some respect on the nine to five (laughs) and talking about living in our purpose, even if we have a corporate job and staying true to ourselves, even if we're in the corporate world and how that's okay. That even if you don't have entrepreneurial aspirations, or if you have, you know, a full-time job and you're building your side hustle and you're working on your company and you're not there yet where it's your full-time gig, I trust me, I get it. We're talking about how you can still live in your purpose, even when that's the case. It's just such a dynamic episode where we get 
really personal. We dive into a lot of really deep topics that all explore the different ways that we can connect with ourselves and one another. Mari is such a light. She's such a joy. I know you're going to love learning from her. So let's get into the episode. Mari, welcome to Balance Black Girl. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So there's so much I want to dive into today about just who you are and also the work you do. I mean, you are a psychic, you are a life coach, you are based in the Pacific Northwest where I'm from. You are a red lipstick lover. These are all amazing things. <laughs> Um, but first I would love to really learn about how you came into this work, particularly around your psychic gifts. Did you always know that you had psychic gifts? Was it something that came over time? What was that experience like for you? So I say this all the time because it's really funny. Apparently I've been psychic my whole life. I just didn't know I was psychic and, um, you know, when I was a kid and we lived in San Francisco, I used to walk through what I call the Star Trek people. Um, but I now realize they were probably, you know, some sort of beings. I knew it was safe. I knew they were protecting us. So that was happening as a little kid. I never talked about it. I thought it was normal. <laughs> I have to giggle about it now because that's definitely not normal, but I didn't <laughs> think it was a problem. I knew they were there protecting. Um, And you know how you hear stories about um, people who had a tragic incident that then that awoke in their gifts. That was never me. It was just very um, gradual. And when I moved actually to the Pacific Northwest, one of my brother's really good friends who is intuitive, uh, she was the first person who told me I had gifts, but she didn't say it that way. She says, Mari, you're very empathic, right? And so I thought everyone is empathic. I don't really know what you're talking about. And she was the one who said, things are going to happen really fast when you, when you move. I always thought it was about my corporate job. I had no idea that she was talking about my spiritual gifts and what was going to happen. Kind of taking some more steps back because I went right from you know San Francisco through. Throughout my life, I've always had really vivid dreams. Um, and that is sort of a tell of someone who might be psychic or super intuitive is you'll have vivid dreams. And when I say vivid dreams, my husband always jokes that he should write it down because it could be a movie. I call it, it it's almost like movie scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been other times in my life where I just knew something, but it, again, I just think that's just because I know people or I am curious about people, not that it was, uh, you know, my gift, for example. Um, and so, and I, and an example is that is friends who got married when we were in college, I remember the first time seeing them and we were out in Chico, <laughs> the first time seeing them, um, talking together, I remember telling my friends, they're going to get married and, you know, who knew that they were going to date. And yes, they got married. 
they also got divorced, but just being able to see it and know it. And I didn't have a question about it. I wasn't surprised. I was just waiting for when it was going to happen. Um, so those are just tells throughout life, but it was never, it was never some big thing that happened. And when I moved to the Pacific Northwest, I, uh, my mom came out to visit for a weekend and, uh, we went to Woodby Island, which is this really beautiful island. You know, you're from the Pacific yes. Northwest. You yes. know, we went to Woodby <laughs> Island for a weekend. It's so beautiful. And we were in Langley at this floral shop and it's called Flying Bear Farms for anyone who listens to this, who is in the Pacific Northwest or not go there. It's beautiful. It's one of the best florists around. Um, and she was awesome. I started following her on Instagram. And one day she posted uh, about a friend who was getting married and how she couldn't be at that person's wedding. And I saw that person's name, you know, and I just had that ping where I had to just find out more about her. I go and find out more about her and she is a shadow worker. Taking that story back, I was super interested in shadow work. I had no idea why I was interested in it at that time. You know, Goop had articles on the website about it. It was showing up on, you know, talks and podcasts, just, it was everywhere. And I didn't know why, but I was so drawn to it. Find out this woman is a shadow work practitioner. I reach out to her. I sent her a ridiculously long email that was way too much information. She, she's like, I think we need to talk on the phone. <laughs> and, um, she actually ended up being my first mentor, um, in my psychic gifts. Same thing. You know, Mari, you're really intuitive. Everyone's intuitive. You're really intuitive. Uh, and she invited me to a meetup that she used to run called intuitive jam. And she said, just come to the meetup and you'll be with other people who are also intuitive and just give it a go to go. The first time I went, I told my husband, I was going to go to this meetup called the jam (laughs) (laughs) because I still didn't know what, what this was all about. It just seemed really, um, kind of unbelievable. And I also knew that he would think like, what are you doing going to a meetup called into a jam? That just seems a little far out there. Yeah. But the same thing happened. I went to the meetup a couple of times actually, before I actually ever said anything. And finally, one day, um, a woman asked a question and, um, I don't even remember what the question was, but I remember the image that I got and I just shared the image with her, which was, that I saw her surrounded by a canopy of trees and that she needed to be out in the trees. And I left it at that. I think two months went by. Uh, it's all, you know, time since the pandemic. And I think it's, oh, blur. Yeah. it's a good blur. Who knows what time is anymore? Yeah. And it was minus the pandemic. It would have probably been a blur <laughs> anyway, put the pandemic in there and now it's a bigger blur. And so, um, I believe it was two months later, I went back to the intuitive jam and I see the gal that I shared that with. And she says, Mari, you're not going to believe this. I've been waiting to see you the very next day. My friends called and asked me if I want to go camping last minute to Mount Rainier. So 
I went camping with them, go camping. And I look up and I'm under the canopy of trees. Mm. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And so it just really took practice and then continuing. And one day, um, my, my mentor basically started a, a program, a mentorship. And I just knew that it was time to work with her. And there was one image on her sales page. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's me and her. <laughs> and it wasn't really, it was just, it was this really beautiful um, painting photo that she you know, cropped or whatever. But I just knew that it was time to work with her. And through my work with her, um, what came up was, you know, okay, start practicing, doing readings for other people. Now, at that time, I believe I had also done a, um, like a deep in-depth astrology reading because I never had an in-depth astrology reading. Get on the call for my astrology reading. And the first thing that the gal says is like, it's a, it's a write-up. Yeah. Single space, (laughs) front and back, like four page write up. One of the first things, the only thing in bold, like in um, all caps was you are psychic and your guides have been trying to tell you this for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I kept hearing, you know, well, you're psychic, you're not intuitive, you know, you're more than intuitive, you're psychic and um, working with my mentor, it was the same thing. Okay. Start practicing simultaneously. I started going for my coaching certification. Um, and I started going for my coaching certification because I was in a soul sucking job and I just knew that I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I knew that I didn't want other people to go through the experience that I was going through. Um, and it was the same sort of pull, right? This ping, like go get your coaching certification. And so I was going through my coaching certification working with my mentor on my psychic gifts and my mentor says, okay, now reach out to some friends and ask if you can do a reading for them, which was very well availed it all around. I'm working on my coaching certification. Can I practice? Because <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't out of the closet yet. I hadn't yeah. really told anyone anything. Yeah. So I did some readings with them and I was very fear, fearful, you know, to share with my friends, even what was going on in terms of my intuitive gifts, because truly the thoughts that run through your mind are that you're not going to be accepted. Your friends and family aren't going to accept you. They're going to think you've jumped off the you know, deep end and you haven't come up for air. Yeah. And I wanted them to also realize that I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. Just something is awoken, you know, or come alive within me. Um, so I practiced with them. Those friends that I tell also said, not really surprised, makes sense, (laughs) which is also very surprising and shocking when you tell your friends this thing that you're terrified to tell them and they aren't surprised Yeah, because they're aware that I have a gift without knowing uh, or having a name for it. Mm-hmm. They saw it all along. Yeah. 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 So that, that just, that progressed, blah, blah, blah. I progressed with practice. <laughs> <laughs> like I could tell you the story forever. I progressed with practice. Um, my mentor then went on to say, you know, now, now actually charge, <laughs> Yeah. you know, so then I started charging. And then the last assignment she had me do was build out you know, you don't even have to go online, but build out what a website would look like. 
how would you offer your services? You know, and so it was, and it was just perfect timing. Well, if I'm going to do psychic work and I'm a coach, why don't I just put it together? I'm a psychic mm-hmm. life coach. Yeah, I use my gifts to support people and to empower people to live their best life essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, as we niche down and do all that stuff, I know you've (laughs) spoken to enough coaches, you know, (laughs) but my, my main job truly is to empower individuals. I don't care. You know, my, my niche down is empowering, you know, entrepreneurs and nine to fivers to, you know, connect to their passion through their purpose. But the truth of it is my job is to help you remember your passion because when you're living what you're passionate about, you're actually living your purpose. There's no needing to seek out something beyond because if you're doing what you need to do today, whatever that is, your heart is calling you to do. That is your purpose. We, we always look for something beyond us, but, but if we actually do that thing that lights us up, that is the purpose. It can change, it can shift, it can morph, but that is the truth. Mm, That's know, my I, job is to help you feel safe to do that thing. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I've been talking about purpose a lot on the podcast lately and talking about it with different guests and hearing different people's takes and perspectives. And I really like that take. And I like how it also parallels your story a little bit. And I think that your story in coming to understand your psychic gifts could really apply to so many of us when it comes to so many different gifts of getting those pings and kind of needing that reinforcement of, am I really experiencing this? Is this really happening? And then getting that reinforcement and then kind of the acceptance stage of, okay, I do have this gift. Now I get to choose what to do with it um, is something that it just resonates deeply, whether someone has psychic gifts or other gifts or anything, it it still applies. Yeah, it's true. It does. And it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't have to happen overnight. We always are, um, striving for it to be the end goal tomorrow. I suffer from this still too. (laughs) (laughs) And we tend to become overwhelmed because we don't know how we're going to get there. And the reality is, is it's literally just one step at a time and you allow it to continue to unfold. Um, And as that even happens, the path can change. It's also okay. And we don't need to beat ourselves up for how it unfolds or when it unfolds. I literally had a dream the other night where I heard um, slow is fast. It just depends on what dimension. Oh, that's good. Right. So we may feel like things are happening slowly, but the reality is to who? Yeah. Relative to what? Yeah. That's So, so good. It's okay. It's okay. If it feels slow for us or, you know, we get stuck in the looking at, you know, the person over the fence, it happens so fast. They, they quit their job and they mailed millions or whatever the story is. They lost weight so fast, whatever. It doesn't actually matter. That's their, their speed. Our speed is perfect. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is, I feel like I personally needed to hear that. Because I just had a day where that is exactly what I needed to hear. And that reminder that we're all kind of having our own journey, that speed is completely relative. Um, One of the things that you mentioned was talking a little bit about 
how you were in a soul sucking job at that time. I know that you still um, have a nine to five. I'm assuming it's a different one. Um, It sounds a lot more positive now, but I want to talk a little bit more about nine to fives because I have a nine to five. You have a nine to five. You help empower people to live, you know, passionately and purposefully with their nine to five. And I think that on the internet, that's, there's kind of some mixed messaging. You would, if you're solely going off of what entrepreneurship Instagram and TikTok have to say, it is like not possible to live with purpose or passion if you have a nine to five job. And I've fallen into that. I've Mm. felt a lot of embarrassment and shame over still having a nine to five. What does that mean for my business? Does it mean I'm not successful? You know, other people are better than me because they don't have to have one. So I'd really love to talk about building passion into your life while working, you know, a corporate job or being employed, because that is the reality for many people. And that's okay. It's a good thing. It's not, it's not bad. So I would love to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because that is one of the traps that I also fell into, which was, um, hearing from a coach, you're out of alignment because you still have a corporate job, which is actually not true. Um, and you can, you can desire to have a side hustle and have a corporate job and be fulfilled that way. You can desire to quit your corporate job and take your side hustle full throttle, or you can desire to not have a high side hustle and stay in your corporate job and enjoy your corporate job. Like it actually Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And um, to your point, you know, not getting caught up on, what's Instagram is saying, what the coach gurus are saying, because it will only make you feel like you're not adequate and that you're not on the right path. Not true at all. (laughs) So putting that out there, I a hundred percent agree. It's not true. Um, But the other thing I would say about living your passion in a corporate job is it doesn't have to be a side hustle. Passion doesn't have to be a side hustle. Passion doesn't have to be actually the job that you do. Passion could be that you love to bake. And do you find time to bake because it brings you joy? If you were doing that, then you have creative downloads that are related to work. You feel more fulfilled when you go to work because you created space and time to do the thing you love to do. Passion could be that you are at work and you love everything you do and you make sure that you, uh, you know, carve out the time to do the work you love. But sometimes we, let's be real. Like some of us are in jobs because it just pays the bills. We enjoy it. We love the people we work with, but the thing that you truly desire is outside of work. I I give everyone who hears this permission (laughs) to know that it is okay. And it is possible to do that. I have clients who have jobs, but they are passionate about painting. (laughs) They are literally passionate about baking bread, right? And that's what brings them joy. But when they stop doing that, then everything else stops working well. Then they feel frustrated at work because they haven't had time to fake. They feel frustrated at work or they don't have new creative ideas because they haven't given themselves the space to have the outlet to do the thing that actually lights them up. 
And they don't want to go make millions of dollars baking bread. They actually just want to make bread to share love with their friends and family. That's fantastic and ideal and perfect because that's your purpose. Yeah. Oh, I'm very animated today. Sorry. No, please be animated. (laughs) Now I'm like, okay, what? Not to turn this into a personal coaching session for me, but it's just bringing up so many questions. (laughs) So many questions that I have as I'm thinking through this from a personal perspective, I'm someone who's been side hustling my entire adult life. I mean, I started my first side hustle like a year after college and I've always had two plus jobs at a time. So when I hear that, I'm like, I don't even know what I enjoy Mm. because I've spent the past decade, you know, working a corporate job to keep myself afloat and building something on the side, thinking that it was going to be my escape, but like that still hasn't quite happened yet. And there really hasn't been any space to explore other things that could even bring joy. So for somebody who maybe has that perspective outside of me, I'm hoping somebody listening can relate to that, or maybe they're a caregiver. They just haven't had the ability to even explore what their baking bread is. Mm. How do you recommend that they get in touch with themselves to understand that and figure out how to bring more of that joy into their lives? I think that's a great question. Also a great call out. And it makes perfect sense to feel like, oh my gosh, I have been side hustling, but is this actually what I'm truly passionate about? Um, I think the first question is sitting back and asking yourself the questions and listening to your heart and being okay with the outcome, not what your, what your brain is saying, like, but that's my identity. That's what I do. But what does your heart actually say? You know, um, so a great way to even think about that is to sit quietly and start to breathe into your heart space and envision light going into your heart space, calling on your higher self. And, and that sounds really wild and cheesy, like calling on your higher self. Um, I mentioned, I I shared this in a post uh, or a story a couple of weeks ago, you can go on YouTube, Helen Vonderheide. She does um, Akashic Records. Um, she has a quick YouTube thing on how to um, call in your higher self. Um, and it's literally it's just saying, you know, uh, it's my intention and desire to call on and you say your name. So if I were doing it, I'd say, you know, to call on Mari Roberts, my higher self, Mari Roberts. And you say that three times. And then for her, she was doing it on asking questions about the day, but you could do it to let her say, okay, sitting quietly, noticing the shift, breathing into that, you know, your heart space and and ask that question and allow whatever comes up to come up without judgment. Because again, your rational brain is going to say, but I'm supposed to do X, Y, Z, or, but I am a caregiver. What if you came back and your higher self was like, you're right where you need to be right now. What if your higher self said, you know, actually your passion is being a caregiver, you know, are you creating the space to do so? Right. And the way that you desire to do it. So, um, that's a start to, to ask the question of your higher self to allow yourself to step out. And you know, when it's your higher self versus your, your brain, cause your brain is like, let me figure out what this, that cannot be right. <laughs> when you hear, I can't be, that can't be right. That is your high, that is not your higher self. That is your brain trying to rationalize your ego, trying to rationalize whatever. Um, so that's one great way to do it. 
Another great way to do it is, and this is something I do with my clients. I do it even like when I do workshops is to understand your priorities. What are your priorities and values? Make a list. What are your competing priorities and values? And then just reflect. What are you noticing? What is showing up? You will have ahas about what's amiss. And um, the other thing to be mindful of is, um, you know, how does your how does your inner knowing show up for you in your body? Because when you're under, when you are aware of how it shows up for you in your body, as you are doing things that light you up, you'll be able to notice. As you're doing things that don't light you up, or you ask a question, or start to visualize and think about it, noticing what's responding or not responding, right? So, for some people. If you're feeling anxious, it might be like you feel your throat starts to like tighten up, whatever. Um, It could be uh, something that I'm going to give you another exercise. Yeah. All of the, I'm, we'll we'll put these in the show notes too. I'm going to do all of them. Yeah. Another exercise that I love to do because our bodies have the answers and sometimes we just um, ignore them. Yeah. That sounds so wild. But you could literally do the same thing, begin breathing, close your eyes and notice where your hands fall. You might put your hands on your heart. You might put your hands on like your solar plexus. You might put your hands on your legs. And I've done this exercise with the person who put their hands on their legs and they realized that when they were like, um, you know, something was out of alignment, their legs tensed up. They didn't even know that their legs did that but paying attention to the natural place where your hands fall and then start to notice when you get excited, do you feel a fluttering in your heart space? When you are like, ah, and that, that uh, sound is to the, <laughs> that's not right. Or I'm yeah. that's, that's fishy or whatever. Do you get like a weird tingling in the back of your neck? You know, so start to pay attention to how your body is giving you information. So then you think about, I'm doing this side hustle thing. Is this the right thing? Well, what's happening as you start to think about it? If you, if you've noticed that your shoulders start to raise up, maybe it's time to reassess that, that maybe it needs a change. Yeah, It may not even need to go away. It just may need to change or evolve. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully that answered the question, a couple of different ways to connect. It does. That's super helpful. Just different ways that we can connect with our bodies and learn how to listen to ourselves and listen to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Also does waking up in the middle of the night, is that another, you know, thing that plays into this? If you say wake up in the middle of the night for kind of no reason at all. Um, I think it depends. I think it depends. Um, if you're, I mean, sometimes it's low you know, I'm not one of those people, like I'm really bad. I don't know the moons and all that stuff. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm really like not into the energy. I'm aware yeah. of it and it affects me, but I'm not a person who could teach on like when the wound is new, you will feel this kind of energy. <laughs> yeah. But I would say what's happening when you wake up in the middle of the night, do you, is your mind racing? Do you feel stressed? Did you just have a dream? It could be, um, you know, uh, it could be, are you getting messages? What's happening around your space, right? So it just depends on what is happening. For me, if I wake up in the middle of the night, it's going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot. 
sometimes I've, I'm awoken because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hearing something in my dream. Um, sometimes it is, you know, uh, a dream that's not so comfortable or I feel energy for lack of a better way of explaining it, you know? So, um, it really depends on what's happening, but if you're waking up and your brain is racing or you're feeling, um, I was going to say some type of way, but <laughs> so we all know what that is. Yeah. 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 You're feeling like, mm, why ask the question? Yeah. That's such a good question. That's something I'm thinking about a lot today. Cause that happened to me today. Normally I'm a very good sleeper. I'm kind of dead mm. to the world when I sleep, but I woke up at about two, two 30 this morning for no real reason, like heart racing. Mm. And then have, I've just had very anxious energy all day today, mm. um, which is not, not like that never happens, but isn't my usual state. So today I've been trying to dig into what, what's going on there. Yeah. And what's also the energy that's again, I'm really bad with that, but, um, understanding, is there something happening in the stars that could also be affecting the wake up? Yeah. But, you know, kind of at that first instinct, it's what's, what's overwhelming you right now. And what then, you know, if you think about what's overwhelming you right now, then the next question I would have you think about is um, where have you allowed the boundaries to become blurred? Now that's a good question. <laughs> it hits. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. close to home. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And and if the boundaries have become blurred, then what are the what are the things that you're going to put into place to um to create boundaries again to make the priority you that that needs to say like either no or I don't have time for that or man, I have forgot the calendar block all month long. No wonder I feel spazzed out, right? Like what are, what's in the way? Yeah. And not, I don't want to say in the way, what is, um, in the way is not the right word. Um, what have you just allowed to seep into your space that you normally would not, um, have let seep into your space. And again, it feels very much like it goes back to, the priority exercise and understanding what those priorities are. Yeah. And what are you willing to release? Such a good question. So many things are coming up. I won't turn this episode into a personal coaching (laughs) session, but I know exactly. (laughs) I know exactly what it is for me. (laughs) Yeah. But the reality is, um, you know, even if it did become a personal coaching session, it's okay because that is what someone needs, needs to hear. Yeah. And they also need to know that they're not alone. Yes. Because we all think that we're going through these things alone and we're not, you have other people who are experiencing the same thing and it's just finding the community who's going to support each other through it. So who's ever listening to this is going to get that support that they need and know that you too have these challenges. You are a human. We are all human. (laughs) So true. It is so true. We forget that. I know we do. We do. We always do. And I think as I've gotten older, one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned is that we're never the only one who's feeling something. And I think when you're younger, it feels that way. You know, when you're growing up and maybe you are teased or you feel awkward, you feel like I'm the only person who feels like an outsider. I'm the only Mm -hmm. person struggling with this. 
And the older I get, the more I realize we're never the only person going through something. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, even though it's different, right? Like even though it's your journey and your story and your challenge, there is similarities that are happening to someone else. And again, the person who looks the most put together may not be, and remembering that. <laughs> again, especially in the Instagram world where, you know, you're following that influencer or that, you know, coach or whoever that is amazing, amazeballs, <laughs> telling you that they're, you know, that you're supposed to do the X, Y, Z, quit the blah, 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 to be a millionaire. There's always story behind. Nothing is perfect. They are not perfect. Absolutely. That is so real. (laughs) So one of the things that you mentioned earlier when you were telling your story about getting in touch with your gifts was around receiving pings. And I would love to talk a little bit more about pings and signals and what they are and how we know when we've receive them because everybody can, you know, receive pings about certain things, whether they have psychic gifts or not. And the older I get, the more I've really embraced listening to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would love to hear your take on that. Yeah, that's good. Great question. I think pings are like our GPS, internal GPS, and I'm going to date myself, but I remember probably over 20 years ago, going to some event where Oprah, Oprah was like doing some tour. And um, the first time I remember hearing the story that she shared about, you know, first it starts as a whisper and then it's a tap on the shoulder and then it's a brick on the head. That is the exact thing that she was talking about is pings. I just call it pings, Um, but they show up differently for everyone and at different times. But it is truly the, when you get a spark of inspiration or when you get that moment where you're like, uh-uh. <laughs> or um, let me give you a real life example. Um, so one of my best friends, she was like my soulmate best friend. She tragically passed away. And um, my cousin, who's like an aunt called, she lived in Atlanta at the time she called and she says, Mari, why don't you come for a week for a visit? And I was just like, I'm moving there. I'm pretty sure I called her back. I don't think it was on that call. I called her back and I said, why don't I just move there? And it wasn't, it wasn't a ping that was like a, a, a tingling sensation. For example, it was just a, I know I'm moving there. That's just, this is, this is happening. I'm moving. I quit my job, told my boss, my boss was like, Mari, why don't you take a leave of absence? You've never <laughs> been to Atlanta. Oh yeah. I moved there sight and seeing you have never oh been goodness. to Atlanta. I didn't even have a job. I, I applied for a job this, again, dating myself. I faxed my resume to the place where they hired me. The guy called me back and he said, Oh, I know the winery you work at. That's really cool. I definitely want to talk to you. And he basically kind of alluded that I'd have a job, but I still had to interview when I got there, moved across the country sight and seeing, and it was because I trusted that, that just knowing I'm moving, I'm moving there. Um, and so it can show up for us very differently, but sometimes it will be that inner knowing that will make no sense again, moving to, oh, I should clarify. I grew up in California at that time, my whole entire life. 
um, other than living in Hawaii for a short period of time, the South would not be a place I would have normally picked. But I, for the first time, moved to a place where I forged my own way. I lived on my own. I bought my own condo and I made my own friends for the first time ever, which was very empowering. That is why I needed to move there. It was the switch in terms of like what was happening in life at that moment. Um, and so I, I say that in, in the understanding that sometimes it's going to just be a deep knowing that will make no sense, but you trust it not allowing the rational brain to tell you why you shouldn't move sight unseen to a state in the South where it's humid and hot or, <laughs> or humid and wet. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's for those of you who I know are listening who live in Atlanta, you know what I'm talking about in the winter. It's a little humid and wet <laughs> in the summer. It's hot and humid. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, but those other pings could be, um, again, I use the example of when I found my mentor, it was just this, I don't know why I need to rabbit hole on this person. Who is this person? Why must I know this person? And we've all done that. I'm sure you've rabbit holed on a book and then you read the book and it's like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I was looking for. I didn't even know, or, you know rabbit hole on, I feel like I want to go into the store. I have no idea why. And you walk into the store and you run into a friend that you haven't seen in years, right? We've all had that thing. It's that. I don't know why I'm being driven to do this thing, but I have the urge to do it. And it shows up differently. Uh, The negative to that is that Oprah story, right? Like the whisper, the tap on the shoulder and the brick on the head. That could be, you know, you're in a soul sucking job. You got the, you got the hit that this is not probably right, but I need to stick it out. I can stick it out. I'm going to stick it out, make it last, continue on. And who knows what happens, right? Shows up. It could be, you get fired. It could be anything that's not happen to me, by the way, <laughs> but that, that yeah. could be the case. Um, another example of following the pings is it how it shows up in your body. Mm-hmm. Again, it could show up as actual pain in your body. <laughs> Yeah. Cause you're not listening to the, 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 uh, Hey, it's time to move on. So now you get a kink in your shoulder. That's in your shoulder until the day that you quit and literally quit. had that happen. Oh, see. Yeah. Yeah. And then you quit and the pain, the, the, the pain is gone. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've 100% had that happen in a previous job, like chronic pain for months, such a toxic work environment, panic attacks daily. And as soon as I quit, all gone, went away. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, you had a some an inkling probably when you first started that something may not be right because someone said something or you got a weird email or someone you know told you you needed to have a smiley face in your email or something. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then you, I'll just blow it off. They just they just communicate differently, right? Yep. Fast forward now, months go by, and all of a sudden it's toxic. And now you don't feel good and you don't know why. Yeah. But you knew why you just didn't act on it. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was 100% my experience. What was really (laughs) interesting about that particular space was that I had like manifested that job so hard because we can manifest bad things too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) People think that manifestation is always good. And sometimes we can manifest things that are not so great. And so I was like, 
I had gotten some of those red flags early on, but I thought, oh, but I used to want this so badly. I should stick it out. I should stay mm-hmm. put, even though exactly like you said, there were always those, those hints, those pings mm-hmm. of like, this might not be it. Mm-hmm. And I love what you just said about like, you manis- you manifested this, which is great, but it wasn't good but you mm-hmm. stayed because you manifested it mm-hmm. versus I manifested it. Awesome. I could prove to myself that I could truly receive what I desire and then say, peace out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> peace out. I realized that this sucks. I got what I wanted. Move on. Exactly. Yeah. It was such a valuable lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and trusting what you hear, we do it also with dating. Mm-hmm. Well, you get the red flag. They're kind of weird, but they call and ask you on another date and you go on another date. And that was also really weird, but then you go on another date. And then before you know it, all of a sudden you're like dating this jerk. (laughs) But you knew after the first date, but you didn't want to hurt their feelings and just say, you know what? No, thank you. Peace out. Goodbye. (laughs) My goodness. My motto with dating is trust red flags because they don't get less red over time. No, they just get more weird and red. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, dating. That's a whole other story, but that's a great, (laughs) but that is another great way to even practice with listening to the pings Yeah, and also not feeling bad about saying, no, thank you. You were super nice. Thanks so much. You're I'm, I'm not going to go on the second day with you though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think that the, the, act of doing that can actually be really empowering. Um, and of course you want to do it in a respectful way. I would never, you know, talk to someone or treat someone how I wouldn't want to be treated. So I am single and dating and in plenty of those situations like Mm -hmm. that, but I also feel like it's good for the other person too, because then I can release them to go on with whomever or whatever is actually for them instead of continuing on with something that's not good for either person. Yes. Yes. And what you said there about, um, uh, so that you could release them and how you also said, you said, um, you know, being mindful of how you want to be treated. The, the, it's the, it's the same with releasing them. Mm-hmm. You want to be released and not be drug along. Yes. And when you, when you realize that the fear of releasing them is actually about you feeling bad, then, then it's even more empowering to say like, actually that's really selfish. I need to let that person know that they're not for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And it also makes dating way more fun because now you are empowered in the dating process. Oh, totally. And I mean, I, I think we all can kind of take up space in one another's lives and minds, you know, the more time and space and whatever that we share. So it's like, have people take up space who you really want to have in your space. (laughs) Uh, Definitely. Definitely. Oh my goodness. I think we were taught though, sometimes to, you know, be nice and polite. And so we misunderstand that in the dating space of actually nice and polite is letting them go away yeah, (laughs) and telling them (laughs) why you're not interested in a nice way. Yes, absolutely. It's just all of these things are such important lessons. And I think a lot of it comes back to that relationship that you have with yourself and understanding how to listen to that inner knowing that higher self. Um, And so I would love to talk a little bit more about ways that we can 
one, connect with ourselves in that way. And two, I'm glad that we were just talking about dating. And I think this could also apply to relationships, not even romantic, but friendships too, definitely romantic and friendships about the different ways that our inner child can impact our relationships Mm. and how do we get in touch with that? Mm. (laughs) It's a big one. (laughs) Uh, It is a big one, but so a couple of things, you know, my mentor who I started with, I, I went to her for shadow work. Um, and one of the things she told me was that she only works with intuitives, which I was like, Oh, we're all intuitive again. Um, but I would say remembering that our child inner child is trying to keep us safe. That's the number one thing. And, um, something that she actually taught me. And so, uh, another exercise, (laughs) (laughs) that you can do right is um connect into your heart space again I always like to just close my eyes breathe into my heart space imagine and notice where does where does it feel like your inner child lives within your heart and notice if you see any colors so you might see you know uh your you know maybe the top left of your heart you might see a black dot Okay, that's where your inner child is living at this moment. Um, And giving yourself permission to just see what you see and not have thoughts about it. I see, or maybe you don't see a dot. Maybe you just say like, I feel like she lives or he lives or they live or, you know, it lives in the center of my heart, wherever it is, notice what it is. Um, and what I would say is at the high level, you can say just where does she live or he live, right? But at a micro level, if you're specific on something, you know, so maybe it's you're working on relationship, where does that live? Because yeah. maybe it doesn't live in the same spot. It may live in a different part of your heart, right? So understanding where for this sake of purpose for me, I'll say she, where does she live in my heart? Um so then you identify that and you can feel it usually, at least for me, I can feel like, oh, it's like right here in the left top part of my heart. I see like this little black dot, right? Or whatever it might be. Um, and then the next thing is actually speaking to her. So if we're talking about a relationship or a dating relationship and you're feeling, maybe you're feeling betrayed or whatever that is, um, or maybe you're feeling, um, you know, you want to take a courageous step, but it feels really scary and unsafe to do so. And your, your younger inner child is saying like, do not do that. It's not safe. You know, you don't even know why it doesn't even seem rational, putting your hand on your heart, breathing into that space and literally saying, you know, um, I know you don't feel safe. It's okay that you don't feel safe. I'm here to take care of you or we are, I will keep you safe. Um, be okay because you might hear words back. Right? <laughs> you, know, yeah. you might hear in your, you might hear internally, you may hear, no, you're not. You're a liar. It's okay if you hear that. Again, hand on the heart. It's okay if you don't believe me. It's, we are safe to move forward. Yeah. So that's one thing you can do. And then um, I would say if, if you feel like it's really deep, then work with a practitioner who can support you through the journey because. Um, we all have trauma and it could be little T trauma and big T trauma. And when I first started working with a shadow worker and she told me I had trauma, I was like, 
everybody got trauma. I don't have trauma, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. but I did. I do. We all do. And you will be surprised what shows up for you when you do the work. Um, and when you find the practitioner that you feel comfortable and safe with, just like any other service, whether it's therapy, working with a coach, working with, you know, a, a astrologer, any kind of practitioner, a trainer, who do you feel called to? Who do you feel comfortable with? Because it's going to require you to be vulnerable <laughs> yes. and things are going to come up that you may not have realized that you even had issue with, but being okay with the process because uncovering it and having the awareness is how you are able to um, integrate it. I don't even want to say it's going to go away because it probably won't go away, but you're going to integrate and understand where that came from, understand where um, those feelings come from and why you may react in a way that you deem as, you know, irrational (laughs) for something that shouldn't be upsetting, you know, in a friendship relationship or a dating relationship. And realizing that actually has something to do with something that happened to you when you were five on the playground and your friend, Sally, you know, pushed you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It could be much deeper than that too. Right. It doesn't have to be it it, again. That would be probably, I would put that as a little T trauma. Sally pushed you on the playground. There is big T trauma that may take a lot more work and a lot more effort, but understanding where it comes from. Hopefully that helps answer the question. Oh yeah. It helps so much. I recently had an experience uncovering some of those things because I've been diving more into my inner child, my childhood. I previous until about six months ago, didn't have a lot of memories of being younger, Mm -hmm. just didn't, didn't really remember my childhood very much. Didn't remember, you know, things like my middle school, my high school. So things that weren't I mean, it was, it was not recently, but it wasn't so long ago. Like I should remember those things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should remember those things. It was only, you know, maybe 20 years ago, but I started digging into more of those things and started uncovering some of those things that happened and thought of actually a very specific interaction that I had in high school with my best friend. And then I realized after that interaction at, you know, maybe 14 years old, I then had several other interactions that echoed that same interaction every couple of years, just reinforcing that sadness and that negative belief that I had about myself reflected both in friendships and in romantic relationships. And it kept repeating every couple of years until finally, maybe a month ago, I made the connection of, oh, that was when it started. And I've been carrying that. And when you just have those aha moments of it clicking of, oh, this is, this is why I react this way, or this is where that came from. It's like a whole different world opens. Yeah. Cause it re- allows you to release yeah. what it was and it allows you to see what, what patterns you've allowed to continue to prove that that's true when in yes. reality, it's not true. Right. And in addition to carrying, you know, I love the way you phrase that around, like we're still carrying it around and we learn to release it. I also realized how much interactions with people that we have when we're younger can shape how we show up, even if that's not who we are in our essence. Yeah. And I also had the realization that that same interaction that I had with, you know, my friend in high school um, was 
indirectly related to some interactions I had, you know, with my family earlier in childhood that just helped me form these ideas of who I thought I was and how I thought I acted. But then once I got back to that inner child, who I was before those interactions, I realized that my core essence is actually not that at all, Mm -hmm. but I had just reinforced what other people told me I was. And so it's, it's also really interesting when we think about understanding our inner child, understanding that relationship with ourselves. It's not about changing. Mm -mm. It's more about really tuning into who we truly are without the programming. Yeah. Which is so hard. Let's be real. Like it doesn't have, it it does not change overnight. And even I would suggest the most deprogrammed person still has programming. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) It's just, what is the awareness and are you willing to work on it? Yes. Truly. I remember, and this is not programming, but I remember, uh, you know, when I was probably, probably college age, my dad, I love him very much. He passed away, but sometimes, you know, his not so nice streak would come up like kind of the ugly side. Right. And I remember having awareness one day, oh my goodness, I think the ugly streak was coming out but it was having awareness what it it was and not saying like, I'm going to continue that, but to decide, oh, wait, hold on. That's part of the ugly streak. I need to be aware and make a decision on how I want to change that. And I give that example as a, it's not even, I don't even know that if I wasn't aware, I would have noticed even it happening because it, it wasn't even something major. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a great way to see it in a different sort of lens. You know, you could be pick up programming from just being in the presence of our parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even telling us these things. It just can happen. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, oh my goodness, I'm doing something that's kind of ugly. I don't want to do that anymore. How can I change that? Yes. Oh my goodness. That awareness is so key. Mm-hmm. So, so key. Mm-hmm. So key. Oh my goodness. This is just giving me so much to think about Mari. Oh my goodness. Um, amazing. Well, I have a couple more questions for you okay. before we, we wrap things up today, but my head is spinning. Now I'm just thinking about all of <laughs> We can always talk more. Don't worry. Yes. Oh my goodness. Just so many, so many amazing, amazing, helpful things that we've talked about so far. Um, so as we wrap things up, I would love to learn a little bit more about just your practices and how you take care. Um, so for you, if you're maybe having a moment where you're feeling a little bit disconnected from yourself or a little bit disconnected from your inner knowing, what do you do to reconnect? Oh gosh. Um, I've been at different levels of that. You know, when I was in my soul sucking job and things were really, really bad before I really started on the path, I didn't even know how to begin, to be honest. And I want to say that because everyone goes through that and it, it's, everyone needs to know that that can happen. And it truly is like one step at a time. And for me, it started literally by taking showers, imagining white light, you know, washing over me and starting this process of like cleansing and cleansing, cleansing and clearing my cleansing and cleansing, <laughs> cleansing and clearing my energy um, and doing this slow process and also noticing where 
I was holding energy that wasn't mine and giving it back lovingly. Yes. That was really the beginning of that process. Then it slowly started like, I think I'm going to try to meditate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to listen to an insight timer for three minutes and it has to be guided because I can't sit still. Yeah. So that's the, that's how you can kind of start back. It doesn't have to be major. It could just be like, I'm going to go outside and touch a tree, mm-hmm. <laughs> put my hands on the tree and actually feel okay. Like, wow, notice the tree. This is great. Um, even now my practice is varied. Some days I can go without meditating for like a week. Sometimes I just don't feel like it right? For my personal self, if I'm, if I'm working with a client, I always meditate beforehand, but for myself, sometimes I just, I need a, <laughs> I need mm-hmm. a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, I, my practice right now is, and, and this isn't totally your question, but my practice right now is, you know, um, I sit, uh, at my desk and, um, I will connect with my higher self. I ask for whatever the message is that I need to know for myself. I do a daily reflection on Instagram now. So I also ask what, um, something to the effect of, you know, what is the message for the community of Mari Roberts life? It might be, and I may change it to say like, you know, to help raise their vibration or to help, you know, whatever it is that I feel, um, I pull it or an Oracle card, you know, to see what the message is for myself for that day to be thinking of. And I do some EFT tapping. That is where I am right now. And then, uh, you know, always before a client session, I sit down and meditate because, um, that's just my process and I need to be connected into them and release, you know, anything that's part of my ego for the, for that work. Um, even if I'm doing a coaching or doing you know, my group program, I like to do that. Um, and that's what I do sometimes in bed, I'll do energy healing on myself. You know, when I wake up in the morning or before I go to bed, I'll do some energy healing on myself. Um, and I'll, I, attempt to listen to meditations at night before I go to bed. They are usually just subliminal messages because Mm -hmm. I fall asleep. Yep. I love those. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's the practice now. And I don't even think that was the actual question, but that's the practice now. No, it totally was the question. Okay. Beautiful. Those are absolutely beautiful practices. I love I love what you said about your meditation practice of allowing yourself to take space from it, like not forcing yourself to do it all the time. Because I think Mm -hmm. with some of these practices, we can get very rigid and we can, you know, force ourselves to do it or tell ourselves this story of, you know, if we don't do it, you know, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're bad, all these things. And I think that's a really important point. Yeah. Because we just, all we're doing is um, moving that process of, you know, guilting ourselves for something into something else that's supposed to be for our benefit, which is meditation. Or if you're, I don't really journal. So, but if you do and you go on a break, then now what you're not helping yourself, yeah. right? Sometimes you need to be re-inspired to do the practice that works for you best, or it's okay to find a new practice you can shift. We're again, we're human and we're going through the process and it's a journey and it, it doesn't have to be rigid. It doesn't, life isn't rigid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Our path isn't rigid. So, um, we can give ourselves grace and, and flow. Absolutely. Letting it ebb and flow as we ebb and flow. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah. important. I have a sticky note that says divine grace that I remind myself, like giving myself divine grace. It's okay. <laughs> I so don't good. have to be perfect. Yes. Just giving yourself that permission is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Oh my goodness. So Mari, how can our audience keep in touch with you? How can folks work with you? Where can we find you? Yes. All the good stuff. Uh, (laughs) I've made it really easy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is Mari Roberts life. So you can find me on Instagram at Mari Roberts life. Um, You can find me on my website at Mari Roberts life on Instagram, for example, I do, uh, at least for right now until my, my moods changes <laughs> every Saturday, I do a live, um, it's like pick a card and I do a, um, you know, Friday night, I'll put it out, pick a card and I come on live and do a reading the last Saturday of the month though, I do live mini readings. So you can join me live to ask a question. So that's always just a great way. If you're trying to see if you even would want to work with me, it's a great way to experience me. Um, and then I have a few ways that you can work with me. I do readings for people, but you have to be on my email list to get a reading with me. And I open up the books just when the time is right. Basically you get a lot of information and I give you a prescription of tons of information. So, um, I I'm trying to make it something that's special if you're on that list. So that's one way. Another way is I do one-on-one coaching. So I have a three month container where you can work with me. It's easy. You can DM me um, to chat. It's not, it's still an application process because it's three months. It's a commitment. Yeah. Um, And then I have a group program called Cultivate Your Inner Wisdom. It is for women only. um, And it will actually be launching in October. Uh, October 5th, I believe is my launch date. So if that's something you're interested in, it's a beautiful container. It is for you, if you are looking to connect with your inner knowing, if you are really wanting to kind of reconnect and reassess, what are you actually passionate about your passions? And it's, we do a little self-love, like how do you actually have care and love for yourself? Um, and I do energy healing, which I don't do a lot of outside of with my clients. So I do energy healing and you get a psychic reading with me. It's all the good stuff, all in one in a nice community of women who are one, looking to be in community and two, who are where you are in life, trying to reconnect. So those are the ways that you can work with me now. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we will link all of that in the show notes. We will link your awesome. Instagram as well as link to the program and a link to where people can sign up for your email list so they awesome. can keep in touch with you and work with you. Those are all amazing offerings. I love your weekly readings on Instagram. Oh, thank They're you. Great. Thank um, you. They're fun. I've been having yeah. a lot of fun lately with Instagram. So I, I feel like, again, like all things, it ebbs and flows and mm-hmm. it's been fun to just mix it up and do that. And I love the lives, um, with people because for me, it's actually a ton more energy because I actually get to see your face and we get to really talk. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Which totally just elevates the experience and the energy. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Oh, well, Mari, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Like I said, my, my head is spinning in the best way, just given me so much to think about. This was just such a fun conversation and I really appreciate having you. Well, thank you for having me and I love your show and I just love everything that you are doing for the community. And, um, we are, we are truly lucky and blessed to have you, um, as a steward. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Oh. 
after this episode, I felt so inspired to continue doing that inner work and particularly that inner child work. I've been talking about it a lot. Y'all talk about it on Instagram. It's because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I felt even more inspired to continue doing it. So hopefully it inspired you to embark on that journey, connecting with your inner wisdom, your inner knowing, trusting your gut, trusting your intuition, because the answers that you are looking for are truly inside of you. They really, really are. And I'm hoping that this episode helped you understand that a little bit more. So make sure you follow Mari, check out her offerings, Check out her Instagram. She does her really cool weekly lives and card pulls, which are really fun. Make sure you stay connected with her uh, because she is just lovely. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your support. If you're not already following on Instagram, make sure you head over there at Balanced Black Girl Podcast. I'd love to see your smiling face. (laughs) Comment on the latest post letting me know your takeaway from today's episode. Because that's like my favorite thing is, is hearing how the episodes resonate with you. And if you haven't yet already, make sure you are subscribed, leave a rating and a review, just all of those glorious things that really help the show grow and thrive. Thank you so much for tuning in.